Are you ready to jump into some true crime docs, crime thrillers, and more? Check out our website for an extensive list of our favorite movies and shows at thesirenspodcast.com slash what we watch and find our favorite true crime and thriller books and authors, some covered on the show, at thesirenspodcast.com slash author alley. You can even find special deals for Amazon Music, Audible, Discovery Plus, Paramount Plus, Showtime, and even Grubhub. If you're looking to jump in immediately, check out our pinned Facebook post for some streaming service free trials on us. Welcome to 20 Minute Missing and Murdered, where we share a true crime in under 20 minutes. In these segments, we will be sharing information on missing people and cold cases from all over the Oklahoma area. This podcast contains explicit content, so listener discretion is advised. The opinions expressed on this podcast are solely the views of the hosts and do not reflect the views of affiliates, associates, or sponsors of this podcast. And now, here's your guest host from Oklahoma Cold Cases. My name is Amanda Newland Davis, and I run Oklahoma Cold Cases along with my partner Jen. At Oklahoma Cold Cases, we try to shine light on the cases of the missing, murdered, and unidentified that otherwise don't get much media attention. For the last four years, we've existed solely on Facebook, sharing the posts of the missing, murdered, and unidentified of Oklahoma. But this past year, we've branched out and started a database in which we list all of the names of every cold case that is in Oklahoma that we are currently aware of. You can find us at oklahomacoldcases.org. While there are hundreds, if not thousands, of cold cases in Oklahoma, today I'm only going to talk to you about two of them. First, I'm going to tell you about the disappearance of 16-year-old Jamie Michelle McCurran. And then I'm going to talk to you about the disappearance of 23-year-old Darian Michelle Hudson. Jamie Michelle McTurin was 16 years old on March 18, 1997. Jamie had just started a job at the Tasty Freeze in her hometown of Muskogee, Oklahoma. In fact, on March 18, 1997, she had just gotten her first check from that job cashed it, and had mentioned to the people at her job that she was planning on possibly buying a vehicle. After cashing her check, Jamie took a taxi over to one of her friend's homes on the corners of F and Elmira Streets in Muskogee. Her friend's mother reported that Jamie was sitting on the front porch, but when her friend's mother had stepped inside the residence for just a few minutes, she walked back outside to an empty front porch. There was no Jamie. Nobody knows to this day where Jamie went, because that's the last time anyone has been known to seen Jamie alive. When the friend's mother had walked outside, she walked outside to see a dark-colored sedan turning the corner, but no Jamie. It's unknown whether or not this vehicle actually had anything to do with Jamie's disappearance, but nobody's ever been able to identify the vehicle, the people driving it, or whether or not Jamie was actually in that car. If she wasn't in that car, Where did she go? While police would work the case pretty heavily, there were very few clues in the case. In 2005, investigators would begin a search at a nearby dried-up swamp in the rural area of Summit. In this swamp, 
they found evidence in Jamie's disappearance. What they found was an assault rifle, an ammunition clip, and eight bullets, which could have been fired from the rifle, and a bone. The bone turned out to be from an animal, and it's unknown whether the other items actually have anything to do with Jamie McTurran's disappearance. Also unknown is why authorities searched this area anyway. Did they get a lead? Did they get a tip? No one really knows. All we know is that it's been 9,015 days since Jamie Maturin has last been seen as of this recording. Her birthday was two days ago. She would have been 41 this year. Think of all the milestones that Jamie's family has missed with her over all these years. They never got to see her turn 18, never got to see her graduate from high school, never got to see her turn 21 or 30. Instead, all they have is questions. All her daughter has are questions. You see, when Jamie disappeared in 1997, she had a one-year-old daughter at home. A one-year-old daughter that she was pretty much solely responsible for taking care of. There's no way that Jamie just up and walked away, leaving her daughter and her family with all these questions for all these years. These days, Jamie's daughter is a full-grown woman but she still doesn't know where her mother is or what happened to her. All she can do is ask for help, and that's what we're here to do. At the time of her disappearance, Jamie is described as being 5 foot 1 and 133 pounds. She was Caucasian with brown hair and brown eyes. She has a scar over her right eye. She also has the tattoo of a heart on her right hand. If you have any information about the disappearance of Jamie Michelle McTurin, please contact the Muskogee Police Department at 918-683-8000. One of the first cases that we ever covered at Oklahoma Cold Cases was the disappearance of Darian Michelle Hudson. Darian was 23 years old on October 22, 2017, which is the last time that anyone is known to have seen her. At the time she had gone missing, Darian's life was in a bit of an upheaval. Darian and her boyfriend had just broken up. She had just suffered a miscarriage, and her beloved dog had just died. Any one of those things alone would throw even the most balanced of people off kilter. So I can only imagine, having suffered all three within a short amount of time, what Darian was actually going through. At the time, she was living in Stillwater, Oklahoma, and she was working as a waitress at Chili's. But she wasn't from Oklahoma. She was actually from Wichita, Kansas. And the day before she was last seen, she had told her parents that she wanted to move back to Kansas and was preparing to do so by all accounts. She had applied for nursing school and was getting ready to start a new chapter of her life. Even though she had been through so many things recently, it looks like Darian was looking towards the future. When friends of Darian finally get a hold of Darian's parents, to let them know that they can't find Darian. Darian's parents almost immediately go to Stillwater to try and find their daughter. What they found when they got to her house was the door open, the light on, and no one there. There were dishes in the sink, but there was no obvious evidence that anything had gone wrong in the house. Her cell phone and other belongings were left at the home, and there was no signs of anywhere that Darian could have gone. So. 
On October 28, 2017, Darian's parents report her missing. About a month later, a credit card in Darian's name would be used at a hotel in Oklahoma City. The police were obviously alerted because at this point they flagged all of Darian's financial accounts. When they find the man that had used the credit card at the hotel, he tells them that he had simply found the credit card inside a purse that he saw at a construction site in Stillwater. So the police go to the construction site, and then they speak to numerous workers that are at the site. Two of them tell police that they had seen a woman that matches Darian's description on October 26th, which is four days after she was last known to have been seen. The woman in question was seen sitting on the ground in a wooded area that was near the construction site. When the two workers went to check on her, she just stared ahead blankly, didn't interact with them at all, and never said a word. They told their boss and a group of workers went to talk to the woman, but again, she wouldn't talk to them. Eventually, this woman simply got up and walked away. The next sighting that is possibly of Darian came from a person that lived just east of the construction site. This person tells police that he sees the woman emerging from the woods that are by the construction site, and then he sees this woman talking to his grandchildren as they got off the bus. And as he made his way over to his grandchildren, the woman was already gone. So nobody knows if it was actually Darian that he saw. However, another nearby resident would later see this woman sitting on construction equipment, acting as if she was waiting for someone to give her a ride. This is the last sighting of Darian that we know of. When police went through the area with search dogs, they did find Darian's wallet and her sweatshirt, but no other signs of her. It is possible that Darian's disappearance can be explained away as her having a mental crisis at the time. It is unknown whether or not Darian had previous mental conditions that would make it conducive to her to have had such a mental event. However, her family does believe this is probably the case. But it doesn't explain why Darian's been gone for four years at this point. What I can tell you is that Darian's mom shares every single write-up that we've ever done for Darian, and she does so almost daily, if not several times a week. Dateline has even shared Darian's story on their web-based series, Missing in America. However, no other tips have come in for Darian. No other sightings. Nothing. At this point, you have to wonder, where has she been for four years if she did have a mental break? At the time Darian went missing, she was described as being 5'3 and 120 pounds. She's an African-American female with black hair and brown eyes. She has a tattoo on the back of her right shoulder that consists of a large feather, five small birds, and the words birds of a feather flock together in script underneath. Her nicknames are D and D baby. Her nose and her ears are all pierced. If you have any information regarding the disappearance of Darian Michelle Hudson, please contact the Stillwater Police Department at 405-742-8357. My partner Jen and I are very appreciative of the opportunity that Siren's podcast has given us to share these cases with you. We will be bringing you many more 20-minute missing and murdered cases, all from Oklahoma, in the coming weeks. 
If there are any cases that you think that we should cover either in this 20-minute podcast or featured on our Facebook page as a write-up, you can submit them one of two ways. You can go to our Facebook page by searching Oklahoma Cold Cases on Facebook and simply messaging us. Or you can go to our website at oklahomacoldcases.org and click on submit a case or leave a comment. Those emails go directly to us. There's also an anonymous box that we have on our Facebook page that is there solely for the purpose of anonymous tip submission. Not even we can see who submits these tips. If you have any information about any cold case in Oklahoma, we urge you to come forward, even if you only want to do so anonymously. Any information is good information, especially when it comes to cold cases. Sometimes one tip, one lead, even a small one can completely break a case open. And those leads and those tips, they can give a family closure. They could give a family justice. My name is Amanda Newland Davis, and this is 20 Minute Missing and Murdered with Oklahoma Cold Cases and Sirens Podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of 20 Minute Missing and Murdered. All suspects are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Join us next time on the Sirens Podcast. Do we have an outro? That's our outro, isn't it?